Welcome to Leadership DNA, a podcast for those who aspire to be a better leader. Alongside Arturo Gomez, I'm Rob Cressy. And today's topic, you equals leadership. And Arturo, let's start by having you frame where this comes from. All right, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a guy that I've been admiring for quite some time, uh, obviously from a distance. Um, we, we were not super close, but um, I do know him through some, some close contacts. It's a guy by the name of Rashad Tabakawala, um, a high-level um, executive, uh, currently is the chief growth officer for uh, publicists. In, uh, in Chicago. And so that for those of you guys that don't know, it's a uh, global advertising and communication agency. He's been in Chicago in the Chicago area for a long time, but obviously also recognized on a global level. He's he has uh, taken it upon himself to, to really kind of share um, years of experience that he's had, uh, I think, 40 plus years in the corporate space. And really, um, I think has a has a tremendous understanding, not only of, of the corporate structure, but of what has what has created tremendous corporate environments and what has um, what type of leadership in the corporate space has uh, produced extraordinary results um, on a on a global local corporate type level. And so he has this um, weekly blog that he's been presenting uh, and it's called the future does not fit in the containers of the past. And there's such great information that he's been um, you know, bringing forward on a weekly basis. And a lot of it really is, is tied into a lot of these leadership concepts that we've been speaking about for the last year and a half, almost going on two years. But um, there's one particular uh, post that he had that I thought was super relevant and, and timely to be, to be honest, um, you know, today is July 1st. So we are six months away from, January 1st, 2022. And, um, you know, for, for, for many of us, I think, um, you know, as we try to manage our goals and keep ourselves on pace for the year, um, you know, this, this particular article, um, which is titled you equals leader, um, I thought was really, um, something really impactful when I read it, but it's also, you know, obviously we're, our podcast is, is a leadership podcast and we speak about all different aspects of, of leadership and how those how those different aspects can impact you know obviously others around us and certainly the the way that we we live our own life and so um, you know I'll I'll just kind of jump in you know his introduction is like you know every single person I'm going to come back to some of these points real quick after I read through this but every single person can be a leader leader is not a title that is bestowed but a role that is lived leader does not mean boss one can be a leader with with zero minions or reporting staff people are assigned to bosses, they follow leaders. And so um, I think one of the key things is, you know, kind of his opening statement is, is that everybody can be a leader. And I think that this is one of the things that we, we touched on very early in the podcast, that um, leadership doesn't necessarily need to be specifically a concept or something that people are talking about that, that, are, that are in charge or managing others. I think there's a, there's a whole portion of leadership that really can be reattributed to, to our own lives. And right. And so there's, there's leadership qualities and leadership tendencies that, that we can bring to our day-to-day lives that I think will, um, at least for me and for others that I've seen, um, kind of pursue this path have led to some really, I think, fruitful and productive, um, 
lives and, and they've had great years and great months and great, great opportunities kind of present themselves because they're uh, really follow, following a leadership practice, but really kind of bringing that back on, onto themselves. Right. And so, um, and, and then the article goes in to really discuss uh, what he identifies as the six traits of leadership. And so we're going to go through those today, but um, his six traits, competence, time management, integrity, empathy, vulnerability, which is something I haven't seen on, on a leadership trait, um, you know, uh, you know, adjective on any list, really, uh, I don't think in, in ever. Um, but after reading it, I, I can see 100% where it comes into play. And I have specific examples from my life and so, from some of the things that I do that, um, that would play into that. Inspiration is his sixth. And then I'm going to also add uh, one more that we'll discuss that that I think is uh, is important, and it's investment. Okay, so cool. um, so yeah, that's where we're at. All right, so starting at the top in terms of every single person can be a leader, and I think the key for this number one is seeing yourself as a leader, and the prerequisite for leadership is leading yourself. And one of my favorite quotes, which my brand coach taught me is live by design, not by default. And when I think about leadership, so many people just go through life on default. They just go through the motions and just let life happen to them. But leaders have a different perspective on the world. They say, all right, I'm in charge of everything in my world. I own it because of this. I see myself as a leader. I'm a leader of myself. I'm a leader of a family. I'm a leader of others, but you've got to start with the leadership of yourself because if you can't lead yourself, there's no way that you can lead others because as we've seen, when there's any shred of dysfunction, it always starts at the top. So if the leader is not doing a good job of leading themselves, how can we use them as the example of how to better lead the rest of everyone around them? hundred percent. And, and, you know, all these six traits that he talks about, um, inclusive of the one that, you know, that we'll add is, um, there's, there's nothing that prevents people from directing these back onto their own lives. And so, um, and, and you're, you're right. And we've spoken about it in several different episodes, you know, the, the idea that, you know, that we firmly believe that you have to be, um, able to manage, lead, uh, and drive number one, number one being you before you can actually take that step in that role. And so leadership is, is, is a term that for some reason or another has gotten brought into, um, you know, this idea of, of multiples, but, uh, you know, certainly can be redirected, uh, to yourself. And I would like to think that <laughs> my best leadership qualities are actually around my ability to lead myself first, because it comes from being, self-motivated, self-made, where I create everything that's in my world. So by design, I'm creating a life where I need to show up every single day. And when we look at uh, what separates good from great is your ability to be consistent in this. And leaders are going to show up, but show me someone who is a leader for themselves first, man, that's someone who I want to follow. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a, and, and, and anybody that you see or that um, that is in a strong leadership position that has been able to move the needle, you know, with their organization uh, you're traditionally going to see that person as somebody who's got great self-control 
great self-control, great, great internal motivation. And, and really is, it has uh, checked a lot of the boxes in terms of these lists that we've gone over, in ter- you know, in terms of the interpretation of what defines, um, you know, great leaders. So, Cool. So since we have six traits and a bonus, let's do a quick little nugget on each of these. So number one, competence. So this is really about building your proficiency and constantly learning and improving. And we did an entire episode around growth mindset. And for me, this is foundational to the way that I do uh, coaching when I work with teams or individuals around mindset and high performance and to level up your competence, you always have to have this hunger. And there's a great book about this uh, by Carol Dweck around growth mindset. I highly, highly recommend it if no one's read it before, because it really speaks to competence because once you create a baseline of I'm always learning and getting better, boom, the sky is the limit. True. A hundred percent. And it's, um, you know, what's interesting is that if you actually look at these six and you peel off competence, um, there, there still is this kind of survival. Like you still could go into a room, into a space, new group, uh, new team and, and take them to a certain point, uh, because, you know, these other attributes, these other five, really are strong components, really kind of like the human spirit and really defining uh, you as a person that may have em- empathy and integrity. And, and those are things that people will follow in everyday scenarios. Competence, though, is something that <clears throat> in order to take your team to the next next level, they have to trust and they have to know that you know what you're talking about. And so um, you know, it, I find it very difficult for, uh, for leaders, uh, that aren't, uh, very schooled in, in their particular art or what you're trying to, where you're trying to drive this team to go. It's, it's super important that you have, um, this competence level that people are going to trust and, and also to be able to ideate and also to be able to actually, uh, work with your team in a way that, um, allows for the best results and allows for the best success. People really want to follow people that they truly feel can take them across the finish line. And if you're not competent in specific subject matter or whatever it is that you're, um, you know, and I think competence is a, is a wide range. I mean, there's, there's a proficiency that also comes with competence in terms of, are you a competent and agile enough leader that you will go find answers you know, cause that's, that's super important. You know, we're all going to, we're all going to hit some, some walls at certain points in our career. And, and it, the key is that you have to always continually be looking to learn and you have to be constantly pushing yourself, you know, to get better. And so that's, um, you know, that's a really important thing. And I mean, he actually, you know, he ends that specific section about competence as the day we stop learning our leadership capabilities stop growing and we may begin to die. So, um, and that's a truth. That's a reality. It's, you know, on a daily basis, I'm confronted with questions from my team that, um, that sometimes it's, it's, there's definitive quick answers in terms of, Hey, this is, you know, I'm bringing 22, 25 years of experience in this particular space. And here's, here's the answer. This is what I know. Um, and then there's also the, the, um, Sometimes we're, we're the vulnerability and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but there's a, there's a part where, you know, there, there is a communication that allows for dialogue to exist and where people can actually have conversations about, 
Hey, I, d- I don't, I don't know the answer to this. Do you have, I can go find it. There's people I can talk to, or there's uh, certainly a conversation that you and I can have. And if you have an opinion, a strong opinion about where we should go, then let's have that conversation. But um, confidence, super, super important. Um, you know, you got to have, you got to have the right tool, tool set to, uh, to really take the team to the next level. And one simple tip around how you can integrate constantly learning into your everyday life. For me, the first thing that I do every single morning is I read for 30 minutes. Why do I do that? Because I ensure that today is better than yesterday because I learned something. And if something is important enough, you'll find time to do it. When is there always time to do it? First thing in the morning. That way I don't have to make an excuse when someone gives me tickets to a Cubs game and I'm like, sorry, I haven't read yet. Like it's just a, people aren't just going to, they're going to go to the Cubs game instead of reading. So therefore prioritize your learning. So you're always going to have that competence built into your lifestyle. So number two, let's get to time management. And that's actually a great segue because that's a simple way in which I manage my time as it relates to my own personal development and learning. If something is important enough, you will find time to make it happen because I'm someone, one of my favorite quotes is make time, not excuses. Everyone will tell you every reason why they can't do something. I'm interested in talking with the leaders who say, I find time because I prioritize it. I schedule it. I'm curious from you, Arturo, what does time management mean to you? Because I know in this article, he framed it a few different ways because it's not just a singular topic. Right. So he, you know, I mean, he, he kind of presents three different, um, three different aspects of, of time management that he's, you know, attributing to, to successful leadership. I I think it's super important, obviously. I mean, you know, as, as leaders, there's, um, there's expectations, you know, people have expectations of, of, of how we're going to perform, what we're going to do, what we're going to bring to the table, uh, how we're going to act, how we're going to behave. A lot of this is driven by, being able to find a time, uh, whether it's in our own thoughts, whether it's uh, projecting, whether it's, you know, drafting goals, whether it's kind of, you know, finding solutions um, or uh, providing real direction, uh, it all requires time. You know, it all requires time. And that's why I think, you know, this, this uh, podcast in particular is, is, is timely because the middle of the year sen- seems to be it's just a great opportunity just from a, from a calendar metric to actually sit down and kind of take a look and say, you know, what have you been able to accomplish the first six months of the year? And, you know, there's this first half of the year was quite crazy. I mean, we were, we were dealing with a lot and and things seem to be kind of getting back to normal now. And so a lot of people may have uh, not been able to really kind of uh, spend time and put their, their goals on paper for, for the first six months. And so there's no time like the present. Uh, right now is a great time to get back to back to that focus. But the three things that he that he highlights are uh, a bifocal or focal um, time that is spent by leaders, really kind of checking in on your particular goals and making sure that you're actually allocating time, very specific time to kind of move the needle and to check in. So this is an uninterrupted time. This is like, hey, I'm taking two hours every day, an hour every day, an hour every week, whatever it is, but where you constantly have to be going back and checking in on, on the particular goals. And it's, it, and you and I have talked about this in previous episodes. It's like, you can't, these goals need to be highly managed in order to really continually move the needle on these things. And so um, I, 
I think it's, I think it's an insanely valuable um, tip. And I think it's something, you know, I, I certainly use it. I, I think that there's over the last couple of months, I've, I've, I need to get back into that focus because again, we're halfway through the year. Um, teamwork and delegation. I mean, there's no, there's no better way to really truly manage the, the enormity of, of uh, you know, the things that fall onto our plate as, as leaders than to, uh, work in a team kind of collaborative uh, setting and, and be able to delegate. And, and, you know, one of the things that I, that I love is uh, you know, that he mentions is, is obviously, you know, finding, finding people that potentially are doing things better than you. Right. And so, and handing it off and letting that, that ball go with them um, obviously with, with real direction from, from above, but um, it allows us to spread out and it allows more efficiency in the team. If you're able to do that. The other thing I'll, I will say about that is that, if you are willing to share these opportunities, these tasks, these goals with other people, it's also part of their, their growth, their, their linear growth. It's, it's part of educating them. It's part of creating trust. It's part of, it's an essential piece of, uh, you know, working within teams. And so if, if you, if you can't do this, this is a real roadblock for a lot of things that you potentially could do. So, um, and then the last is, is time budget. And that's really kind of being mindful with, you know, all the things that, that you're taking on. And I think that I've been a, put myself in this victim spot quite often, because I think sometimes you're, you're, you know, you're, you're pushing hard to, um, you know, ambition gets the better of you. And the reality is that um, there's very few people if any, that can do a lot of things very well. And so you have to really find out if you're going to take something new on that you have to be able to figure out where that, where that time is going to be captured from because time is not infinite. It's not constantly expanding where we have limited uh, capacity based on time. And so, um, you know, if you're going to take a new project on, you got to figure out where that time is coming from. And so those, those things I think are, are extremely valuable. And I think, you know, to me, it, this kind of plays into organization. Um, you know, it's, it's just, um, in order to be a really efficient, uh, leader and even an efficient teammate, I think these things are all relevant and, and very important in terms of, um, you know, moving the needle on that. I've got two very big tips around what I do around time management. Number one, when I create my being who I am every day, I have a declaration that I read and I say out loud, it is I am that I have more than enough time to get everything done. And why do I read this? Because one of the biggest excuses I hear and I would even say to myself is, I don't have enough time. But as I audited it, I was like, wait a second, I'm just making time the excuse. So I'm going to take that off the table and say, my being is I have all the time in the world because we live and then we die. And then there's just time in between that. So time is not the problem. It's everything else in between there. And what do I do then is I like to do 30 minute Pomodoro sessions. So, so often people just how do I find time? Well, you create time, boom, 30 minutes for me to get into flow. And what I'll do is I'll just track the 30 minute session. So if all of a sudden I look and I've done six 30 minute sessions, you're like, whoa, I've just got three hours of actual productive work done. And so often we think yeah. that it has to be a monster, but I actually prefer focusing on the micro because that's what allows you to get into flow. And the more you can be in flow, the more that you can get accomplished. So Arturo, let's move got on it. to the next one. We've got int integrity. 
And <clears throat> what he talks about is trust is speed. And for me, integrity is one of my core values. It's something that this is the way that I was raised. When I would leave the house as a kid, my dad would say, do what's right. And I want to do business with people who do things the right way. And integrity is paramount for me in everything that I do. What about you? I mean, a hundred percent. I think it's, uh, this is probably one of those, uh, qualities or characteristics that are on, you know, most of the leadership, um, you know, kind of, uh, lists that you'll see in terms of the breakdown of characteristics that, that define great leaders. But, um, I think the trust piece that, that he brings up is, is super important because, um, speed and efficiency, uh, in leadership, certainly in the corporate space is, is important. Um, and, and, and to be able to motivate, convince and, and kind of, um, champion ideas, uh, that gets a lot, a lot easier when people look at you as somebody who they can absolutely trust. And, and when they, when they know that you have a history of making decisions that are, that lean heavily towards decisions that have strong integrity, you're going to build that trust very quickly. And again, it's, um, you know, some of the best, most, um, you know, you know, efficient teams that I've ever managed. It was because the team collectively had, had a good amount of time to work together. And I think over that time, there was real trust that was built and, um, and it created, it created some outstanding results. An amazing book about this extreme ownership by Jocko Wilnick, which really says everything is on you as a leader. If things don't work out with the people who are below you, you have to take on that ownership. And for me, integrity and trust is about also your ability to own everything in your world, even if you didn't directly do it as a leader's as a leader, that's how you will gain trust out of your team members. Let's move on to number four. We've got empathy, understanding where others are coming from. And I feel like empathy is something that the world is always going to need and want more of because of how much of the world is running by default, has negativity, is quick to blame and to make excuses. So there's a part of us as leaders that we need to do a better job of understanding where others are coming from as opposed to the alternative, which is oftentimes the default. 100%. And I think this is, um, you know, beyond beyond the basic definition of of empathy, I think that what empathy does is, and, and he, you know, kind of, highlights this is it creates um conversation and and i bet you if you know if you you know you look at there's one there's no there's no one leader in any organization today that can say that they absolutely are singular in terms of um their decisions and in terms of the the successful output that's been created it's it's all part of a collective from from the team and so um getting to a point where you really actually truly care in trying to understand other people's perspectives can, can open things up and it does create a dialogue and it does create a conversation. And, and oftentimes there's a real solution that comes from that, you know, and, and, you know, somebody may have a particular fear about going a specific direction or, or, or um, want to kind of challenge uh, your decision. 
And if you're the, if you're the type of leader that stops and says, what's the concern or where is the, where is the problem that you see in this? Um, I've, I've changed direction on, on a million different decisions based on, on that, you know, where, where I'm sitting in a group and, and all of a sudden it's not, it's not, you know, them against me. It's this, this is more of a conversation of guys, here, here's what I, here's what I feel. This is the, this is the direction we should go. And somebody brings up something that I hadn't really thought about. And so now that, that also now starts to play um, a part in the ultimate decision. And so um, I think empathy is, is again, it's, you know, by definition, really trying to get a better understanding of, of other people's um, feelings, emotions, opinions. Um, and, and that's really, really important just from a, from a, from a trait to, to be somebody that is open to that with other people. But I think that, you know, having empathy is also is, is strong. And he's saying it's a strong characteristic, but certainly by the dialogue and the conversation that comes out of having empathy. And a cousin of empathy is the next one, vulnerability. And he talks about how this is strength and vulnerability is something that I've learned a ton about through a lot of the personal development that I do. And one of the things that I love that they talk about is vulnerability is gold. And why is it gold? Because as leaders, we are not perfect. We are fallible. And we don't want to give off an impression that we are perfect because there is something that brings people together around vulnerability. And certainly if you think about the world in which we live in when it comes to social media, where everyone's presenting the best version of themselves. I actually like to take an almost opposite approach where I'll show you what I look like at five in the morning when I wake up, because those are the sort of things that one, most people aren't willing to be vulnerable or show you that side of things. But two, there's something that allows you to follow a leader who you know is like you. Sure, we're self-motivated and have some incredible leadership qualities, but at the same time, we also do some dumb things just like everybody else does. And it's okay to talk about those vulnerabilities because the way that we usually frame it is, hey, here's something that I'm struggling with and here's what I'm doing to overcome it. So it's no longer, here's a pity party. Let me talk about what's not going well in my life. It is, how can I turn this into strength? hundred percent. I mean, and that's, that's really kind of his, his overview of, of vulnerability. I think it's, um, you know, just from personal experience, you know, there's been times where, um, you know, I needed help. I needed real help. And, um, you know, and there was no, uh, there was no hesitation on my end to, to share that and to show that. And so, um, and I think what, what ends up happening is the, one you're one you're showing yourself certainly as 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 human, <clears throat> but it's also um, I think it also plays on the altruistic nature of of human beings, right? And somebody sees somebody in need, and they gather around to help. I mean, not in every case, but but I think that we all um, uh, normal human beings have that tendency. We want to help people, and so um, I think being able to uh, show vulnerability in, in certain moments, I think is, 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 is important. And I think it also, what it does is it brings the team closer together. I mean, there's nothing, 
that can bring a team closer together than, than those moments of, of really kind of a bilateral um, helping. And so, um, so I love it. I, I hadn't, um, I hadn't really seen, again, I hadn't seen this, you know, on a, really on any list. And I think it's, I think it's a critical and it's an important thing. And I think it's, I think it's also um, a tool for, for, for leaders. Like it, it's something that, um, you know, that they should, understand um how to use and when to use and it's not just something i guess that you you know turn on and off you know it's not a switch but i think that you know leaders should be cognizant that they can they can show that there's some vulnerability there and they can show you know there's um there's a real need for for people to come together and to help and i think that that's that's a really important I, i've you know again from from examples i think that there's been some real success stories that that I can picture along, you know, along the last 22 years where I've had um, teammates come, you know, basically come to my rescue, you know, and so, um, and it really built some, some true camaraderie on the team and, and we were able to get, get, you know, get through whatever it was that we were, uh, you know, dealing with at the moment. When I'm coaching my podcast and brand building clients, one of the things that I encourage them is to write down a list of things that they're struggling with or working on or vulnerabilities in making that part of their content so that we can put this drip. It doesn't mean 100% of what they're doing is all vulnerability-based content. It certainly is not that, but there is a place for it. And sometimes you can be intentional about it. Like you said, I love how you said it's a tool for leaders because it is, because it is part of the narrative of of everything we're talking about moving on to the last one number six before we get to the bonus inspiration what does inspiration mean to you arturo because for me i prefer the term inspiration more than motivation because for me motivation is a given if we are having a conversation that is the entry point already i'm not going to sit there and and wonder if you're motivated. If, if we're working together, motivation is par for the course. Instead, I like to lead by inspiring others. And the way that I can do that is by showing them what's possible, by doing things for myself, by being vulnerable, by having integrity and doing these things that say, man, I, ins- I inspire others who want to aspire for those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the easiest thing that I kind of like for me, inspiration equals, you know, fueling the soul. Okay. And it's, it, it really is, um, it's something that I, I don't just uh, view as something that I do to others. Um, there's a lot of things that, that, that I do that, um, you know, that I hope uh, bring inspiration to myself and, you know, inspiring and inspiration is, is actually a part of my purpose. Um that I've identified and it's, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's last on his list, but I think it's extremely critical, especially when you're trying to move mountains in, 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 in this, you know, kind of concept of leadership, you, you have to be able to get people to march behind you. And I think all the things that we, we kind of talked about that are, you know, previous on this list are really critical to be able to build that, but inspiring people um, is, you know, with some of the greatest leaders in, in history. And I'm not even talking about people in the corporate space. I'm talking about people that were public figures that, that inspired movements and that inspired, you know, people to, um, you know, to, to fight for their rights and to, to, to stand up tall. And so I think it's, it's inspiration really kind of brings, um, you know, forces people to think about the realm of possibilities. And, and so I think uh, being able to do that on a, on a 
you know, on what's with consistency is really important for, for a leader. And I think it's, you know, those are one of the, these are one of the things that really kind of, I think, um, keeps people engaged in you know, that, that people really want to know that they are learning from the best and that they're being driven to be the best and, and, and fueling the soul through inspiration is, is something that I think is, is a, is a critical piece. And I would break it down three ways. Number one, who inspires you? Number two, who do you inspire? And this is one I recently learned myself. Uh, number three, impress yourself. When was the last time you did something where you were impressed? And what made me think about this was in May, I did a 100 miles in May run, walk challenge. And I'd accomplished the 100 miles by May 22nd. And Fast forward to the last day of the month and 150 miles was only 10 miles away from me. And it was also Memorial Day. So it's like, all right, everyone's and I'm on the beach in Sarasota, Florida. So I can either sit there and be on vacation and enjoy it with everyone else in the 95 degree heat, or I can go run 10 miles on the beach. And I decided to run the 10 miles on the beach because I wanted to impress myself. Because sure, the 100 miles was nice. But when I asked my wife the night before, should I do this? She's like, you've done a really good thing so far. Like, I'm impressed by it. And that's when it clicked by it, clicked for me. She was impressed by it, but I was not impressed by it. I did not impress myself by what I had previously done. But when I did the 10 miles in the heat, I impressed myself. And it unlocked a new level for myself where now I'm looking around life saying, what can I do to impress myself? Awesome. I love it. Let's get to the last one, our bonus investment. And this is an investment in yourself. And a lot of these things are going to actually go into investment because of things in life in which I've done the most, investing in myself is something that is at the top. And when I left my corporate job 10 years ago and made $0 overnight, when I started my business, I quickly realized everything was on me. So I was like, all right, what can I control in this process? Number one, my mindset, positivity or negativity, only positivity because negativity will not serve me. And number two, I can control my personal development and what I learn. That is something that no one can ever take from me. No matter what my revenue looks like, as long as I continue to invest in myself, I know I will be getting better and it is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, for me, the, the investment piece is, is, is on both. It's, it's the investment in myself. Um, and it's also the investment in your team. And so <clears throat> I think that, you know, when you look at, um, you know, great leaders and people that, um, they, they truly care, they care about their organization. They care about their people. They care about themselves. Um, and it's, it is not certainly for the faint of heart. Like you can't, become a great leader without, without this huge, strong investment. And so um, I think it's really critical that people understand that and that they know that, um, and this is, you know, and this may, there may be weeks where the investment is 20% to you and 80% to your team. And, and to me, it's, it's just a critical part. And it kind of plays into the time management piece because there's always going to be instances where something arises and it's a, a team related issue or it's a, a, a 
individual related issue with, with somebody on your team. And this could be something totally outside of, you know, the, the corporate sphere. It could be, um, so-and-so is dealing with an issue at home or, um, you know, a, a family member is sick or whatever the case is, um, you have to be willing and you have to be able to, to dive in and invest time. And it's, um, I think that that this has been one of the, the the biggest things that I've learned over the years that without um, without doing that, you really the trust factor um, is built in various ways. But this actually I think expedites it because people know that you're willing to to, to drop anything for them, and it's um, it's it's you know that concept of no no person left behind, and it's you know it's they they coach it in the military, and there's reasons they do that. And, and it's something, a philosophy that I think that I've, you know, uh, learned and adopted over the last, you know, 20 some years. And you just have to be, you have to go into it knowing that there's going to be moments in time. And it could just be, again, it's not necessarily a, an issue. It could be just opportunities to coach, you know, pull somebody aside and give them, um, you know, some real uh, substance and background as to why certain decisions were made. And, and I think, um you know, that, that's, that requires investment. It requires time. It requires energy. And it's, it's really important, I think, for leaders to, to know that. And it requires emotion. And I know in one of our past episodes, we talked about EQ and investing in your mindset and your emotions and your state of being is this invisible stuff. But for me, it is the most important investment that you can make because it's the thing that is the most true to who you are. And it's what you can transfer for others. And it is really the culmination of all of these different things. So Arturo, as we wrap this up, we always like to give an action item or a takeaway. I'll start with you. I think it's going to be, I think it's just going to be a takeaway. I think it's, um, you know, I think that people um, should understand one um, right now is a good time in, in in the calendar um, to really kind of take a moment to reset. Um, And the other thing is that, you know, we, you know, I think that, you know, obviously our audience has been people that are, that are um, hungry for uh, leadership and and a better understanding of leadership, um, you know, as most of our content is driven around that. And, um, you know, leadership starts with us. It starts with number one. And there's a lot of things that we can do on a daily basis, whether we're managing one person, 10 people or a thousand people um, to really continue to improve our, um, our skills. And so, um, take a look. Um, we're, we're going to, you know, happy to share this, um, this blog post by Rashad. Um, you know, we'll get that out to, to people so that people can actually dive into, um, see exactly, you know, how he wrote it, how he interpreted it. And, and also take a look at some of the other things that he's laying down from a leadership standpoint, because I think, I do think that there's a tremendous amount of value in what he's doing. Um, but that's that's it. I think the the primary thing is just kind of take a little introspective look um, at who we are, what we are, and and kind of how we want to approach the last uh, back half of the year. And my action item <clears throat> is to let someone know who inspires you that they do. And what makes me think about this, Arturo, is the text message that you sent me two days ago where you shared with me uh, someone who wrote you on LinkedIn who listens to this podcast and put together a very thoughtful like five or six paragraph message around what this show means to him. 
And it touched me because I love hearing others who are active listeners who are taking action on this stuff. And that fuels both you and I. And I know on my end, when I receive stuff like that, it's amazing. So I also make it a point to try and give that gift for others because an amazing thing will happen. You'll come back and receive that gift yourself. So we would love to hear from you. If this episode made you think or take action uh, or you get down like we get down, we would just love to hear from you. Arturo, where can everybody connect with you? Best place is going to be LinkedIn, Arturo Gomez, LinkedIn. And on my end, you can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. I also have a ton of brand building, podcasting, and mindset resources at robcressy.com. Would love to be a positive asset for you on your journey.